0: Welcome back to the podcast of the Francis Asbury Society. This is session two of our special series on the seven deadly sins and seven cardinal virtues. Last night, uh, Dr. Daryl Diddle of the Wilmore Free Methodist Church, senior pastor there, shared on humility. So we had pride last week, and this week on humility. And this is my conversation with Daryl about that. And after this conversation, we invite you to go over to the YouTube page and check out the full uh, one-hour session on humility. Daryl did a wonderful job. And uh, I'll have all the links uh, to the YouTube video there in the show notes. So thanks for stopping by. Enjoy this conversation with Daryl Diddle. I'm here with Dr. Daryl Diddle. Uh, Daryl is the senior pastor at Wilmore Free Methodist Church. Uh, you've been there since 2004? As a correct? senior pastor. As a senior yes. pastor? Okay. Yeah, I was
1: on staff for five years before that.
0: Okay, as wonderful. Uh, Daryl is married to Annette since uh, 1998, and you have three boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, I grew up in a family where we're four boys. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Lots of testosterone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, we're just excited that uh, Daryl is part partnering with us here at the Francis Asbury Society, and he taught last night on humility. Uh, continuing our series on the seven deadly sins and seven cardinal virtues. So thank you so much, Daryl, for doing that and partnering with mm-hmm. us in that way. And thanks for giving us this time. You're welcome as well. So just a few questions as we, again, this uh, is kind of a teaser for those who may go back and watch watch the video. Um, so we're talking about humility. Uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to, um, to seek to be humble. It's another time when you are humbled. <laughs> yeah. so I was just curious if you could if, was there a time in your life where um, you're willing to share where you didn't quite choose humility but it was kind of thrust upon you
1: yeah. yeah. how much time do we have <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the, the one uh, so I had these questions ahead of time you let me know, let me think about them a little bit yeah. and uh, the one time I chose to, to, to answer this question really Ever since I, I got serious about following Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and felt that he was calling me to some sort of vocational ministry, I really never pursued anything else. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just, I just asked the Lord, to, okay, give me what you want me to have, and I'll have that. Yeah. Uh, and so all my life, vocationally, I have just said, all right, let the opportunities come to me, Sure. except once. <laughs> One time in my life I went out and tried to pursue a a, a certain job okay uh, to see and I was told very uh, quickly yeah that I am absolutely not qualified for that job. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so so I, I came back to my original you know I felt the Lord say yes yeah see, I told you you let's just stay, let me handle this let's stay on this track <laughs> uh, that was that was a it was a good kind of of
0: humiliation and it put me right. back on track with the right. Lord that I had been walking sure that. sure <laughs> that's, yep that's great Uh, you, uh, you made a statement that I really appreciated, uh, and it tied in great with last week with Dwight speaking on pride. You know, you shared pride leads to segregation, humility, humility leads to fellowship. Mm -hmm. I really appreciated that quote. Uh, now you've been pastoring for, for a few years now. Um, I'm just curious, how have you seen that play out in your churches where, um, not, well, we'll leave the pride side. We don't want to name names. But were you, <laughs> you saw someone walking in humility, and that really um, led to, to fellowship yeah. in place.
1: Well, I mean, uh, l- let
0: me say that, of course, I believe there is truth,
1: you know, capital T Absolutely. kind of thing. Um, but, but often, uh, people, I've, I've watched people, they don't really listen when other people are talking. Mm. They're just waiting to talk themselves. Right. There's a difference between listening to somebody and just sitting quietly until you can mm. in- inject what you think. Right. And so uh, I think the more the more I witness people actually listening to people, mm. the more that brings people together, uh, and the less it, it causes you know silos. And even in the workplace, even in, you know with the, the employees and the staff of the church, it, it does. But with people, the the more, the people that I see truly listening to other people, mm-hmm. uh, that is where fellowship happens. Mm. And that's where actually common ground can be found, even if, if there are places where they disagree. Right. And I, I just, that happens a lot. Mm. But that is one, and I, I heard that years ago, are you really listening to them? Or are you just being quiet until you, they be quiet so you can tell them what right. they ought to think? Yes. <laughs> and right. so... I think if you can encourage listening,
0: and I've yeah. seen that in our church, it, it brings people together. That's it really great. does. That's great. Mm-hmm. Makes me think when sometimes when I, I'm trying to discipline my children and I'm talking to them, I have to have them repeat, what did I just say to you? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. you can see the wheels turning, right, for the argument. Oh, to, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's great. <laughs> uh, you shared a couple great quotes uh, from, you know, uh, church fathers. Um, there was a couple that I really uh, stood out to me. Uh, Gregory of Nisa, am I saying mm-hmm. that? I think right? so. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Uh, he said, and I just wrote down a couple words. I don't have the full quote that you shared, but he said, "As we are drawn towards God, we are drawn to our limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, that puts us in a place of humility, mm-hmm. um, uh, realizing how great He is, and we're not there." And so then I be so as I was sitting there thinking, I thought, "Wow, I think this is humility is." Uh, connects to holiness our, our desire to, to live a holy life to live in the holiness of God um, and then you shared Andrew Murray who um, I was like all right I'm on the right track because Andrew Murray said uh, that the one infallible test of our holiness will be the humility before God and men which marks us and he went on to say humility is the bloom and the beauty of holiness the chief mark of counterfeit holiness is its lack of humility Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Andrew Murray. Yeah. So, as you know, the Francis Asbury Society, our passion is proclaiming the transforming love of God, proclaiming holiness. So, mm-hmm. uh, in your own words, uh, you know, how do you connect the dots of humility and, and seeking holiness? Yeah. The,
1: the idea that, that uh, Gregory talked about, the, the idea. That we're drawn to our limitations. That was fascinating to me, mm-hmm. because I, I do uh, equate in in most ways limitations with weaknesses. Sure. The closer we get to God, the more we realize we're not Him. Right. And so, what do we do with that realization? Mm. You know, do we do we make a fist and say I'm going on regardless, or do we give in to that? And and I think that's the point of surrender. Right. In a lot of ways, that that. Can initially bring people to Christ, but also even when you're walking with Christ, you realize, man, I'm I'm nothing. Like I like I said, uh, uh, Lord, let me be nothing. <laughs> right, kind of thing. Right. And and so you have to then deal with that. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say uh, it's okay that I am nothing with Christ as long as Christ right. fills me and is in me, uh, or you are you not okay with that? Yeah, and. Uh, to really have any peace with God at all, I think you have to grow to be okay with that and right. embrace it mm-hmm. and and that that brings us all around to where you know where I'm weak then I'm strong mm-hmm. it's not weakness limitation is not weakness mm-hmm. limitation is realizing that God is all strength and mm-hmm. he will fill you and he will help you and he will empower you to live if you embrace what, what you are not sure and let him be the difference and make
0: the difference up sure so Yeah, no, that's great. So last night, as you were sharing, you know, you didn't touch on this question, but it made me think, uh, as I look at trying to teach humility um, to my children uh, as a virtue, uh, you know, we live in a culture that doesn't support humility. (laughs) Uh, As you shared, we, we were losing our synonyms for it in everyday language but um, specifically our younger people living in a social media culture that really prides on your own personal platform and, and building yourself up. Yeah. Uh, what, what tips for parents or those, you know, ministering to these younger generations would you give to, on how to promote humility in this type of culture and context? Yeah. Uh, the whole
1: social media thing is, is, uh, of course, new to me as Mm. well. Now, we have teenage boys, and and a couple of them are are in college. Um, And it's amazing even the difference between the oldest and the youngest. Mm. Right now, the oldest is 21, the the youngest is 17. And what they have grown up with is is just so different. It's it's really ramped up a lot just within those few years. Um, I would say, for one thing, I think kids' access to social media needs to be limited. And if, if parents... I've seen a lot of parents try to be their kids' buddies and not their parents mm, right. and kids have a lot of buddies but they only have you know a certain number of parents one right. or two right. uh, depending on the family uh, situation there so you gotta you gotta bite the bullet and be the parent yeah. uh, which means limiting access to that to some degree um, we have also tried to to talk to our kids about identity actually we're I'm in the middle of a message series about identity okay. at church right now. But the whole notion of where do you take your identity? Do you take your who you really are in how many likes you get or how many people right. follow you or do you take your identity in the fact that you are a loved child of God mm. who is broken by sin but who is redeemable in Christ. Yeah, um, And we take every opportunity to do that. And just practically speaking we have always made every opportunity to eat together, yep. to anytime we can and which is which is pretty regularly you know growing up when the kids were young we had breakfast together every morning yeah. and we had dinner together every possible evening and right. most evenings it, it worked out for us yeah so i think a lot of parents are very interested in getting their kids into all kinds of things and they don't really know what their kids are into at all right yep. and so we've just tried to be very present with our kids mm. i guess the other thing i would say is it's okay for kids to fail. That, that's another movement of our culture. Yes, there's right. there's a lot of parents that jump to their kids' defense and make things right for them. Yeah. And sometimes what a kid really needs to do is fail, and you are there to pick up the pieces and help them right. interpret that yeah. in the greater scheme. Because if a yeah. kid doesn't realize he's a sinner, mm-hmm.
0: yep. <laughs> it's, a problem, you know, right? yep. there's going to be a problem yep. sooner
1: or later spiritually. Absolutely.
0: So very quickly, I guess. Yeah, that's no, that's great. great. The other night, so I, my oldest is 16, and... Uh, you know he's got his driving permit now. He's applying for jobs, and I, I forget we were working on something with him at night, and he, on the computer, and he didn't quite know what he was doing. And I don't know, remember my wife's exact words, but she's like, "Come on, just try it and fail. It'll be great." <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of looked at her like, <laughs> "What are you talking what? about?" You know. Yep. But creating that safe place for your kids to fail, to know. This is just a learning experience. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and That's your
1: good. and your worth does not depend on that. Right. Uh, your worth as a person and as child of God does not depend on, on that.
0: Right, which ties to the identity yeah. topic, which is, oh, yeah. I think, one of the most important right now for yeah. our, our, our younger kids. Absolutely. Well, great. Uh, last question. We have a lot of uh, pastors and full-time ministry people connected with the society who check out our podcast. So, uh, you know... It seems not a day goes by that we don't hear of someone in full-time ministry, like a pastor, you know, falling from grace or or whatever, you know, tagline you want to put on it. Um, You know, just as you've been in full-time ministry, what are some uh, disciplines or, or ways that you have tried to practice and stay focused on humility, fighting against the pride that that. Is, is there
1: well <laughs> when you're pastoring in wilmore <laughs> you have a church full of theologians and right retired pastors missionaries. i mean you name it yeah so uh i learned pretty quick to laugh at myself mm. uh, in fact even last night for example sure uh in this uh video or in that teaching uh i misquoted c.s lewis okay i that that quote the biggest part of it was from mere Christianity, yeah. but then it was interpreted by Tim Keller. Okay. So I think that's the only place that I was blatantly false, <laughs> uh, but that was pointed out to me pretty quickly, <laughs> and and I went back and looked, and I just totally misread. In fact, I think what I read there were some quotation marks missing, right? And so I just presumed it was all one thing. So, okay. but anyway, okay. So I messed right. up. Oop. You know, yep. that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think frankly. I think you just have to be able to laugh at yourself right and say oh yeah I messed up that's yeah. okay yeah I, I, people that can't laugh at themselves and people that think that everything rests on their shoulders to mm-hmm. make right in the world I mean you know we are we are saved we are sanctified mm-hmm. but we are still we still have feet of clay and, right. and we mess up and if you can't say you messed up you know life is a lot more difficult yeah. <laughs> right. I think if you laugh at yourself and laugh at other people uh, a good sense of humor really, really yeah. helps with that.
0: Yeah, that's so. great. Thank you. <laughs> well, Daryl, thank you so much again for uh, your time today. Thank sure. you for sharing with us last night and just partnering with uh, the Francis Asbury Society. And thank you for your ministry here in Wilmar. It's a it. pleasure, Josh. Thank you. to Daryl for sharing with us last night and for giving us time today for this interview. Thankful for the Wilmore Free Methodist Church partnering with us and sharing Daryl and Dwight over these past two weeks. It's been great to be in ministry with them a little bit. And uh, we have 13 more weeks to go, so we have only just begun. And uh, we are taking a break next week. It's Valentine's Day uh, next Tuesday, so our group is not meeting. So it'll be two weeks before our next conversation comes out. And we're excited to have Dr. Brian Shelton from Asbury University share. Brian will be sharing on greed, followed by Dr. Jonathan Powers of Asbury Theological Seminary sharing on charity. I go to church with both of these men, and I'm excited to have them uh, come share. So looking forward to that. Again, uh, thanks for stopping by, and make sure you head over to the YouTube page. And if you have not... uh, If you weren't able to join us in person, uh, check out Daryl's wonderful teaching on humility. The links are in the show notes. Take care. God bless.